This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, Episode 172. Am I too old to use bank on yourself? Traditional financial planning is no longer working. And in the new normal economy, your host, certified financial planner Mark Willis, invites you to join us as we engage the new and improved steps for establishing financial sanity. Be curious, be stable, be sane. This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our latest episode with me, your host, Mark Willis. Hope you're doing well and enjoying the week so far and, again, getting closer and closer to 2021. I know if you're like me, you're getting pumped about the new year. But before we do, I want to wrap up with a short two-week mini-series on a question I get pretty often. But before I get to the question, let me ask you a question. Have you ever seen the musical The Little Shop of Horrors? Most people remember the big monster plant in that musical, The Little Shop of Horrors, who becomes, of course, the star of the show. But my favorite character is not the big plant. It was the maniacal dentist. That's right, Steve Martin. He totally rocked that role in the movie from the late 80s. This is a dentist you do not want to mess with. He is drunk on power and on laughing gas. He sadistically loves doling out incredible pain to his dental patients in a hilarious way. It's so cool and funny what he does. And yet somehow his waiting room is always full of patients. I always wondered when I'd watch the movie how people would just sit in his room waiting for that pain to happen to them. Even if they heard the screams from the other side of the dentist's office, could it be maybe that scenario is not so far from our reality? Could it be that all of us are effectively in the dentist waiting room? Now, record numbers of Americans are older than 65 years old working today. So millions are still working, not because they want to, but because they have to. So I know I'm taking a hard right turn, but we're coming back to dentistry, I promise. But just keep with me here for a minute. Many people are entering their golden years with alarmingly fragile finances. In fact, polls and studies and surveys routinely show that most older people are more worried about running out of money than they are even about their own mortality, their own death. And it's a lament that really it's not fun to get old and to run out of cash. So thanks to a massive shift from guaranteed lifetime pensions to more of a good luck, you're on your own with that type 401ks and IRAs and other similar financial products. People are being forced now to guess how long they might live, to budget their money accordingly, and to know, of course, the big health problem that might arise in a given year that could wipe out their entire life savings. So a lot of people think, hey, wait a minute, we still have Social Security. Isn't that going to be what saves us? Is it, isn't Social Security to the rescue here? And unfortunately, and fortunately, I guess, that's true. It's become a bedrock foundation for a lot of our retirement income. In fact, almost 20% of Social Security recipients age 65 or older have no other source of income. Nothing just living only on Social Security, one out of five Social Security recipients. Another 33% Social Security accounts for 90% of their income. 
So nine out of $10 for out of half of American re retirees is social security. So social security costs of living increases have boosted benefits by 43% since the year 2000, and that feels good. But the typical seniors' expenses, just the average American seniors' expenses, has risen by 86% during that same period of time. In other words, this is according to the Senior Citizens League. In other words, Social Security is not keeping up with the cost of living for today's seniors. Even those people, however, who have been able to set aside significant amounts of money for their retirement still seem to be falling short. The median value of a retirement account for somebody between ages 55 years old and 64 years old is only 120,000 bucks, according to the Federal Reserve. Now that might sound like a lot of money, but honestly, that goes pretty quick in your retirement years, very quick. So this shift to a do-it-yourself retirement planning has enriched Wall Street more, well more than the typical saver. And a retirement security specialist, Teresa Ghiladucci, is quoted saying, it's as if we moved from a system where everybody went to the dentist to a system where everybody now pulls their own teeth. Now, hang on that quote with me for a minute. It's almost like we went from a system where everybody went to the dentist to a system now where everyone pulls their own teeth. So what can be done about it? Now, guys, listen. If it's a choice between going to the dentist or pulling my own teeth, I think I'm just going to stay home and munch on some Halloween candy and maybe just forget about everything altogether. None of those options, the dentist pulling my own teeth, neither of those seem like great options to me. Yet, that's all most American seniors imagine is possible. Either they grab the pliers from the drawer and start pulling their own teeth, making their own investment choices, shouldering all of the market's turbulence, feeling the pain with no Novocaine when the market crashes, and becoming an increasing burden on their children as they enter into their golden years for financial help. I've met so many seniors and even pre-retirees with very little savings telling me that they're actively managing their own portfolio every single day, that they're watching the Dow Jones, they're watching the S&P 500, they're watching their stock portfolio. And many are even doing things like day trading or Forex currency trading to make up for lost time. Still others spend their retirement pouring over spreadsheets. Maybe they've been burned by professional managers, professional money managers in the past. Or they know the truth that handing over your money to a money manager or worse, a target date fund just means lower returns for you and higher AUM fees for them. So they reluctantly grab those pliers and laughing gas and they just hope for the best. On the other hand, Americans head to their financial dentist. They're going to hand over all their money to a financial system that feeds off their back with fees and hidden costs, and they lose access to cash through complex financial vehicles, laddered bonds, managed portfolios, and pensions tied to a company or a municipality or state that's financially on the rocks. I cannot tell you how many teachers, police officers, pilots, etc. are concerned about their pension. Once considered a rock-solid financial vehicle, but with many states being profligate in spending and many pensions now becoming quickly insolvent, unfortunately for many, the dentist has started sniffing the laughing gas as he grabs his drill. Now, thankfully, there's a third way. Rather than pulling teeth or handing off control of your pliers to a dentist, we've got to get at the root cause here. We've got to strengthen our bones. 
We've got to use our teeth as they were designed to be used to savor and enjoy the golden years of your retirement. So what if you could build an asset into your portfolio that could increase in value every single year when markets were crashing? What if you could help you lower your overall risk profile? We can now know for certainty that your money will grow productively and even keep up and even beat inflation. What if this asset remained in your control, but you could use it, use the money, rather than just gamble with it, you could use it. Rather than stress over it, you could savor it. Use it the way the money was intended to be used for, to enjoy life now and to leave a legacy to those you care about. The bank on yourself method is a method that's based on an asset that's increased in value every single year for more than 160 years, even during the Great Depression and the recent Great Recession, even in 2020's coronavirus crisis. It lets you stop worrying about when the next market crash is coming, when it'll wipe out again the next 50% of your savings all over again as it's done multiple times just since the year 2000. No, the growth in these strategies, these policies are growing on a guaranteed basis and they grow by a larger dollar amount each and every year. Now you can know the minimum guaranteed value of your plan the day you want to tap into it and at every step along the way. So this is going to give you a priceless peace of mind not only financially on your balance sheet, but in your heart, in your mind too. It helps you sleep better at night. Bank on yourself type policies come with an unbeatable combination of advantages, including guaranteed competitive growth, but safety against market turmoil, liquidity, meaning you can access and control your cash. And along with that come some juicy tax benefits too. But a lot of people ask, one of the most asked questions that I get is, Mark, is it too late to start a bank on yourself strategy? A number of people say things like, Mark, I'm only 10 years away from retiring. I even still benefit from this. Now, Pamela Yellen, the author of Bank on Yourself Revolution, and the one, by the way, who coined the phrase bank on yourself, admits that she started her largest policy ever when she was just 61 years young. Now, she was okay sharing her age, so I'm going to go ahead and repeat it here. But that's when she started her largest policy at age 61. So if she can do it, why can't you? Let's look a little bit deeper at things here. We often get these questions from our audience, and one that comes up pretty often is, Mark, am I too old to implement a bank-on-yourself strategy? And of course, as a certified financial planner, my answer has to be, it depends. It depends. Now, it's always going to have to go back to why you're doing something, why you're doing something with your money. So what is it you're trying to accomplish? What actions are you hoping to take? What do you want to do with your money in the first place? Are you wanting to build true wealth outside of Wall Street? Are you wanting to prepare for a long-term care event, possibly in your future? Remember, you can use a bank-on-yourself policy, but it's not a silver bullet. I always recommend it in conjunction with the rest of your financial life. Uh, there's three things I want to remind you about. First, recall that in a bank-on-yourself type policy, your money inside the policy called cash value grows safely and predictably. So you're not going to be tossed around by the whims of the market, but you're also not going to be hitting some major home runs either. This is not the goal. The goal is singles and doubles, and that's what's going to win the financial life too. It might be single, middle, single-digit returns net after expenses. So we're not talking about 
double digit returns in this policy. It's safe, predictable, and ongoing, consistent, uninterrupted. The second is when your money goes into a whole life cash value designed for massive cash accumulation rather than massive commissions to the insurance agent, you're able to access the cash value for anything you need for major expenses in your financial life, even through your pre-retirement years, not just in retirement, but even before retirement. So the third piece out of three is if it's designed correctly, bank on yourself can be used as a heartburn free way to cover long-term care expenses. Either way, you're going to spend the money. Either you pass away peacefully in your sleep in your final years, and you can leave a large legacy, a full death benefit to the family, or at no additional cost, you can use the death benefit for long-term care should you need it in like the event of a need for a nursing home, et cetera, to allow you to live your final years in dignity. So either you use it or you use it. Now, I want to take a minute to dispel the myth right now that age might preclude you from getting one of these policies. Many of our clients start their policies in their 60s, their 70s, even their 80s. And unlike term insurance, there's no increasing cost year over year to a whole life policy. In fact, we can watch the expenses become less and less noticeable as your cash value grows past your contributions, even in just the first couple of years. So say, for example, if a 50-year-old man was to put $10,000 a year into a life insurance policy, the original year one death benefit might possibly be around $500,000. Now, if a 60-year-old man was to do the exact same $10,000, the death benefit in year one would only be $350,000. Even though the death benefit is smaller for the 60-year-old, the cash value, what he can spend in retirement, would be approximately the same, whether you're 50 or 60. So the expenses don't go up as you get older. You put in the same $10,000, And the cash value will grow with similar guaranteed increases every year. As long as you work with a bank on yourself professional to help engineer your policy properly, and we just work to purchase proportionately less death benefit to allow your cash value to grow the same, no matter what, how many candles are on your birthday cake. And by the way, we do set up policies for folks on a regular basis. We have a sit down one-on-one advisory consultation, and I'd be honored to do that with you just takes maybe 15 minutes to start the conversation. Just go to our website, which is notyouraveragefinancialpodcast.com and click on request a meeting. And I'd be honored and happy to show you what we can do to help build a financial plan based around your particular financial needs, wants, objectives, and concerns. So age is not a deal breaker. And in fact, there may even be some advantages to getting a policy when you're older. Let me give you a quick story. Bill Williams was in his late 60s in 2014 when he started his first two bank on yourself type policies. In fact, Bill was quoted in Pamela Yellen's book, The Bank on Yourself Revolution. He wrote Pamela a letter and on page 228 of her book, he says, quote, I'm depleting an IRA to fund my policy and hope to fund my first two bank on yourself type policies. I just hope to live long enough to enjoy all the benefits, end quote. Now, after the book was published in 2017, Bill wrote Pamela a second time and updated her that now he has three bank-on-yourself type policies. He says again, quote, 
I funded my son's college education by depleting a mutual fund first and then borrowing from a 401k at work. The mutual funds are now all dried up and the 401k did not earn as much as if I would have had the funds in the 401k and were still in it. I did pay off that 401k loan eventually. If, however, I had started a bank on yourself type policy, I could have borrowed from it and now I have three policies. And they would have continued to grow and I would have had a lot more cash value and death benefit. Finding this out for the first time, I said out loud, I wish I had learned about Bank on Yourself sooner. Oh, and by the way, with the help of my Bank on Yourself professional, Ariel, we are now plotting future benefits since I am turning 70 and a half years old this year. Can you say tax-free retirement? End quote. Wow. That's a cool story. How is all that possible? Bill's Bank on Yourself professional, Ariel Cristal, explains it. She says, Bill has been moving his savings out of his tax-deferred IRAs and into three Bank on Yourself type whole life policies incrementally now for almost seven years. Of course, he has to pay his taxes as he makes those annual withdrawals from his IRA, but he's moving that money over to a Bank on Yourself type policy and he'll be able to continue to grow his money and take income out in retirement, all without creating any more taxable events. So that's a great story, but I want to give you one more case study on today's episode. We'll call him Tom. And by the way, this case study comes from Rescue Your Retirement by Pamela Yellen. If you'd like a copy of the entire book, Rescue Your Retirement, to see all the numbers, again, schedule a call with us. Make sure to write the words, Rescue Your Retirement Book, in the notes of your appointment. Just go to our website, notyouraveragefinancialpodcast.com and click on request a meeting. And again, write the words rescue your retirement in the agenda of the appointment and I'll know to send you a copy of the book. Now, on to Tom's story. Tom Justice is a 59-year-old chemical engineer who has three major concerns about his retirement. First concern, he's really concerned about outliving his retirement savings. He's read the statistics He knows that in spite of experiencing long bull markets throughout the 2010s and up through 2020, he knows that the average 65-year-old will still outlive their savings by almost a full decade, according to the World Economic Forum. Tom doesn't have anywhere near the amount of savings recommended by many experts. According to the rule of 25, you got to have about 25 times your annual expenses saved by the time you retire if you don't want to run out of money. Tom also wants to live on at least 100 grand a year, which means he'd need at least $2.5 million saved up. And that's a far cry from the 750,000 bucks he's managed to scratch together in a taxable 401k. All of that money invested in the market and he knows it's past due for another major market crash. So that's his first concern, outliving retirement savings. Second concern is Tom believes his tax rates will only go up over the long term. He's worried that a big tax increase over the long term will take more money and sacrifice more cash in his taxable 401k. He's beginning to realize that he doesn't have a tax-free retirement. He's only postponed the taxes due in that 401k. Much like putting off a visit to the dentist, he's only making the situation that much worse. Tom realizes that he could easily fork over 30 to 50% of his 401k money to the IRS due to his tax bracket. Tom's third concern is something called required minimum distributions, where he'll have to start taking money out of his 401k in his early 70s. 
Tom's CPA warned him that seniors are finding themselves in the highest tax bracket of their lives once they have to start taking required minimum distributions, or RMDs. And the idea that he'll also have to pay taxes on his Social Security makes him really mad. It just doesn't seem fair to Tom. Tom loves his career. He wants to continue working as long as he can. He was relieved when his Bank on Yourself professional proposed a creative solution to all three of these concerns based on his goals, based on his objectives. How do we solve Tom's three big concerns? Tom could roll his 401k balance into a fixed indexed IRA annuity with a guaranteed lifetime income rider. Tom could take annual withdrawals from his annuity out of the IRA and use that money to fund a bank on yourself type high cash value dividend paying whole life insurance policy. Doing this would reduce his RMD problem, required minimum distributions. It would also get the money out of a taxable IRA and into an after-tax and potentially tax-free life insurance policy, alleviating a future tax burden. Tom also will create for himself in the annuity an income stream he will not be able to outlive. So here's the solution that solves all three of Tom's concerns. And there's eight steps here, so hold on with me. But step one, Tom transfers $750,000 in his 401k into an IRA fixed index annuity. This is a tax-deferred move. No tax is due to make that transfer. It's a simply an IRA rollover. Step two, the following year, Tom activates the increasing income rider feature on his annuity and starts to take $34,700 of income that year alone. With the rider on his annuity, Tom has the ability to increase his income on that annuity every year over time. With the rider on his annuity, Tom could have income for the rest of his life and even pay raises over his lifetime. Each increase that he receives will be locked in. The income he receives from his annuity will never go down. So that's step two. Step three, Tom pays 25% of first year's withdrawal of 34700 bucks out of his fixed index annuity IRA. After taxes are paid, he's left with $26,000. Tom is still working as he planned. He doesn't need that twenty-six dollars to live on for groceries, so he uses that money to fund his first-year premium for a bank-on-yourself type whole life policy. Step four, the policy he purchases is called a 10-pay policy, meaning that after 10 years, no more premiums are required. These policies make great sense for anybody with a relatively short timeline to reach a financial goal or who doesn't want to be committed to paying premiums beyond a 10-year window. People often start these policies in their late 50s or even early 60s or even older because you're rarely too old to benefit from a whole life policy. Step five, Tom funds his policy for 10 years with income he takes each year from his annuity and no more premiums are due after the 10th year. So now when Tom turns 70 years old, he could start taking an additional $15,000 a year from his whole life policy until he's 100 years old with no taxes due under current law. Step seven, due to the increasing income rider on Tom's annuity, the income he's taking has grown now to $58,000 a year by the time he's 70 years old. And when you add the 15 grand a year from his bank on yourself type policy, that income could be $73,000 a year. Plus he'd have social security, 
and the income he takes from his policy does not subject him to taxation on his Social Security. That's awesome. That's like taking a 10% of his original contribution out each year. That's a far cry from the 3% withdrawal rate Wall Street recommends for their products, and they don't have any guarantee, even on that paltry 3%, that it'll work out. So he had, he started with $750,000 in an IRA. Now he's taking out 73000 bucks a year total from the IRA and the whole life policy. That's almost 10% a year. Step eight. Tom could enjoy an increasing income from his annuity even if he lives to age 105 or even beyond, which gives him peace of mind, gives his family peace of mind. So what's the bottom line? By age 96, Tom could receive a total of $3.9 million. That's almost $4 million. This is $2.5 million more than he would have received had he left his money in a 401k, conservatively invested, earning 5% a year. You know, since he's close to retirement, most people would tell him to avoid aggressive investments. He would have been paying typical management fees. He would have had to be forced to take required minimum distributions out of his account every year and paying taxes on those withdrawals. So Tom avoided the dentist. He avoided the fees, the money managers. He avoided the self-managing problem where he's just yanking his own teeth out, which could be worse. Self-investing and day trading can be worse than pulling your own teeth. Tom can now sink his teeth into a juicy retirement knowing that he no longer has to worry about required minimum distributions, pushing him into a higher tax bracket, or worry about next year's market crash. I can promise you that your situation, guys, is going to be different from Tom's, but it's a great case study for what's possible. You may be older or younger than Tom was when he got started at age 59. You might have a lot more or a lot less saved for your retirement. You may make a lot more or a lot less money. You may have a special needs child. You might have an aging parent to support. Literally hundreds of factors are taken into consideration every time I sit down one-on-one in an advisory role with our clients. So no two financial strategies are alike. And the most important numbers in this case study weren't even discussed. What are those numbers? Your numbers are more important than any case study. And that's where it really takes us sitting down to have a conversation. So now's my final plea. I'd say now is as good a time as any as we reach the end of 2020. Take a moment to be the best person you can be in 2021 and beyond. This is a moment where you can make the most. He had $750,000. We were able to generate over almost $4 million over his retirement years. So reach out to me and let's schedule a call. Go to notyouraveragefinancialpodcast.com and click request a meeting. So guys, thank you very much for today's episode. Get on our mailing list if you'd like to just be in touch and learn about all the things that we're up to with Not Your Average Financial Podcast. We get our episodes out to you each week so you don't miss any of the amazing free content that we're pumping out on YouTube and on the podcast. We also give access to exclusive free live calls, office hours, Q&A with me and other advisors. So definitely go to notyouraveragefinancialpodcast.com and click subscribe to be included in our community. And thank you all for joining me for another episode of Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future.
This has been another episode of the Not Your Average Financial Podcast. To join a financial revolution and start thinking different about money, go to www.nyafinancialpodcast.com and click Request a Meeting. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal, accounting, or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional who knows your specific situation.